Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 163. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. Instead, for the last couple of years, we've been traveling vicariously by inviting guests to share their unique travel stories with us. It's been awesome, and our podcast has been all over the globe. Now we're taking some time to revisit the Wish You Were Here segment of our show, where we each share travel attractions that we recommend. This week's Wish You Were Here's are things to experience in Seattle. So not just to see, but to actually experience. Ooh. It are, so Ryan, you kind of, you crafted these lovely lists of Wish You mm-hmm. Were Here's from our, our many, many episodes. And um, to you, what do you mean when you say experience? Are you thinking like hands-on or what is, how is this different than last week's things to do? That's a great question, Cheryl. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I just wish I could remember the answer. (laughs) It's been a while since I put these together. And I think, I think my thinking was that last week's things to do were things that you would actively participate in, in some form, whereas the things to experience would be like, you would go and look, or you would go and hear. Okay. I think. But I also don't think that it quite perfectly matches that. So here's a difference I'm seeing, but not totally. Mainly I'm seeing with this week's Wish You Were Here's, most of these you would need to purchase a ticket or admission of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. And most of last week's you would not. That's true. So this is more like entering a space and seeing what someone else has curated for you. Yes. Cool. Well, um, these are all fun things. I think I've done all of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is a good list. I think if you want to go to a thing in Seattle, you're going to be around other people mm-hmm. and they're going to be unique. Mm-hmm. I think unique to our city. Mm-hmm. And um, I would go do them again. Even without an out-of-time town of visitor, I think I would go do these again. Yeah, I think that yeah. they are fun things to do, whether you're visiting or not, which is great. Cool. So go do some things. Do the things. Brian? Cool. Yeah. Okay, so mine is, uh, it's in Seattle, so... Brooke, when you come on up here, you could go here as Yay! well. Uh, it's called Add it to actually, my list. Yeah, they, <laughs> they recently renamed it. I think like within the last year or so, um, but it's called Mopop. So the Museum of Popular Culture. Um, the building is ugly. I do not nope. like it from the outside. Yep. <laughs> um, it's, I think. Wait, it is was it a supp- new structure? I mean, or did they redo it? You might have seen it. When did you go to Seattle? No, I went to Seattle like, I mean, at this point, five or six years ago. No, but then you've seen it because it's on the there. base of the Space Needle because it was built like 
2004, 2003, something like that. It looks like a melted guitar. It was called the EMP at the time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so it was, it started as a, it was called the Experience Music Project, EMP, like Cheryl said. And it was, yeah, supposedly modeled after a smashed Jimi Hendrix guitar or something. Or a child drew it, one of the two, you know, something something like that. (laughs) I don't like it. It's ugly. But they actually have, and so if you're too, if you're totally into music, right, so like, um, they have a whole thing about Pearl Jam and Nirvana, because Nirvana's been, you know, was based in Seattle. You know, so they got lots of like music-y things. Uh, That's not really my thing. But... Um, if that's your thing, go for it. But what they do have that I do love is they have a science fiction museum and a fantasy Ooh. museum, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and they're both done really, really well. And so, like, the science fiction museum has a whole um, – they just have lots of different, like, props and artifacts and things from all sorts of different movies and TV shows. And they kind of, if I remember right, they have like a timeline of like science fiction. So even like from like books and novels and things and just kind of look at the history and how things have changed over time in science fiction, which is really cool. And then the fantasy part is it's a separate little spot. I actually think is really, really well done because Mm. it's, it's like you're in a, like a forest. They, they make it so that you're like walking around and you're in, I mean, it's obviously you're not in a forest, but it, it's made to look like it. And like the walls kind of have like the texture of like trees in some places. Cool. Um, and they've got, have you not been there, Cheryl? Well, no. Okay. I've been there and I've been to the science fiction museum, but is the fantasy part newer? Cause I don't think it's newer. Yes. Okay. I've only been it's to been the sci-fi part. Yeah. And I oh, like yeah. the sci-fi museum part of it a lot and i also like the music part and so yeah yeah no the fantasy one i think might be my favorite it's small uh, so it doesn't have a ton of stuff but they have things like they have stuff from the wizard of oz and like costumes from the wizard of oz and they have like the swords from the princess bride and they um (laughs) one of my favorite things is they've got well it's moved around a little bit but i think they have this this glass case and they have um the invisibility cloak from harry potter on display (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. so like, i just like that just gives you an idea just kind of like the character oh, of like this warms museum my heart so right? much oh yeah. my gosh okay okay so, okay. so nerds then, made it then like, oh yeah oh, okay. definitely okay. definitely i mean come Go on nerds. seattle <laughs> is like a nerd like yeah it is so, yeah it is you know it totally is and they've got lots I mean, i'm looking at their website right now it looks like they even right either right now or soon are going to have a marvel exhibition cool i guess (laughs) so like that's there's just lots of really cool things it's not cheap um but Mm -hmm. it's it's super super fun and i would definitely recommend if you're coming to seattle and you have the time and are interested in any of those things like music or sci-fi or fantasy or they actually have a horror museum as well i don't like horror so i'm not interested in that but they also have that like they just do a really good job there at the mopop so that would be my Mopop. Yeah. It's fun to say. Mo-pop, it is fun to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, Brooke, if you were going there, it's walkable between there and, like, lower Queen Anne. Queen Anne is a hill. There's a lot of hills in Seattle. So, like, mm-hmm. but there's fun, like, restaurants in lower Queen Anne or even, like, you could walk Queen Anne Hill if you wanted to, you know. And so, um, like, it's not too far from that neighborhood, which is kind of fun. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cheryl, what's your wish you would hear? 
All right, so mine is going to be um, local for me in Seattle, um, the Seattle Pinball Museum. Um, it is in the International District, and it's called a museum, but I would say um, Ryan has frequently just defined a good museum as one that is interactive, and um, <laughs> yep. this one is very interactive in the sense that essentially it's an arcade. Um, <laughs> so um, they have just... Wall-to-wall pinball machines in chronological order, back from some wow. of the very early pinball machines before they were electronic. And um, you just come in and you pay ten bucks and you play as long as you want and you can just walk around nice. and play on all the different mm. machines. Um, I've been there several times because my dad is super into pinball and has his own pinball machine that actually was not in this museum. So that was that was kind of fun. We told him what when my dad had and it was like. Whoa, but <laughs> so it's, it's so fun, um, fun for the whole family. I can tell you from experience, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, it's a really good time and it's in the international district. And so, um, it's, you know, if you're already kind of downtown, then it's a great place to add and stay as long as you want. And today for our wish you were here, I believe we are sharing the wish you were here. Are we not Cheryl? Yes, we are. Do you want to share what it is? I'd love to. So we've mentioned it on this podcast before, but we have not done it for a wish you were here. So we got to talk about Theo chocolate. Theo. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're visiting Seattle, this is a great thing to go see. Yes. First of all, because chocolate. Um. Yes, that should be yeah. that should be a reason enough just on its own because <laughs> there is chocolate that they give you yes. and that you can buy. Yes. Also, because I would say it's in the neighborhood of Fremont and it's just kind of a fun area to walk around. Mm -hmm. So I'd say kind of beyond that one attraction, actually, like spend some time in Fremont. You could park just in one location and kind of walk around to a couple of different fun places. Um, and what's fun about walking up to the Theo Chocolate Factory is the smell. Mm, what is it you're walking up like, a Cheryl? couple... It smells like chocolate. Um, <laughs> from a couple blocks away, you just start smelling. You're like, what is that amazing, amazing smell? It is so much chocolate. Mm. Just so much chocolate. So they offer a tour, I believe, $15 maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't remember how much. Around that price. It's been a couple of years since I've gone. Um, but what's great about Theo is they do the whole, they do that whole bean to bar process. Mm -hmm. So they buy the beans and go from there. Yep. So you actually get to not just see how chocolate is like made as far as like melting and recipes, but you get to see how chocolate is fully made. And so they yep. walk you through starting with the cocoa bean, mm -hmm. what they do. You get a couple little samples on the tour. Well, they're not going crazy with the samples no, on the it, tour itself. No, they're not. It's not necessarily generous samples, I wouldn't say. But yeah. one of the things that is cool is you get samples as the cocoa bean goes through the process. So mm, you get to mm -hmm. taste what it tastes the like. Nibs. Yeah, exactly. Before it's gone through all of the refining to be chocolate like we think of it now. And so seeing how chocolate as a cocoa bean doesn't taste super chocolatey the way we think it to be yeah so that's really fun you get to actually walk through the factory see the machines all of that so the tour wait wait hold on is hold great on. 
So you, you, we have to mention yes. that there is a contraption in Theo's Chocolate Factory that looks like one of the contraptions from Willy Wonka. From the original movie. <laughs> I don't remember which one, but I do remember feeling like I was in Oh yes. Willy Wonka. Definitely. It's the <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what the contraption that Theo actually does, but it's it looks very similar to the vehicle that Willy Wonka rides. <laughs> where it like spurts out like the foam and everything like that. <laughs> yep. Apparently I need to go on this tour again and just like Sing Oompa Loompa a lot of times yep. and make everyone else really mad at me. Yep, I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. Yeah, so the tour is great. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a nice length of a tour yeah, as well. I like the building that. is not huge. Yep. So that's great. It doesn't take forever, but it's interesting. Um, and then the tour ends in the gift shop. Uh, As most tours do. Yes. Now, normally this is maybe a little bit annoying and you're like, no, I don't want to buy your poster of your place. Like, why would I want that on my wall? Um, but in this case, the <laughs> gift shop is full of more chocolate yep. and with way more generous samples because oh, yeah. almost every single bar, they just have a container of broken pieces of that bar and there is no one monitoring you, nope. by the way. So uh-uh. um, You can try now, every bar as many times as you want. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and they have more flavors than a lot of times what's carried in stores. Mm-hmm. And they have seasonal flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they don't have samples of, but you should just buy, is the dark chocolate peanut butter cup that they have. Because that is mm. something else. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, but here, and here's the other fun thing, is let's say you find yourself in Fremont. And you're like, well, this sounds great. I don't want to spend the time or maybe I don't want to spend the money on the tour itself. Just go in the gift shop. Yep. Go get yourself some chocolate samples. Get a couple bars. Maybe that's a souvenir you bring home to your family, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, even that on its own is just a really fun thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. When yeah. we went, we actually went in the gift shop before our tour because we got there earlier oh darn so we walked around there first that sucks and then we went on the tour (laughs) and then we were in the gift shop again at the end and we were not with a mustache yeah (laughs) we were not bored to be back in that gift shop because it's Uh not really a gift shop it's a chocolate shop let's be honest yes which is great yes um and then one time i went to like a special event that they had um with my sister I think they're just promoting it online a little bit. And we went, it was in the summer a couple of years ago where they were making s'mores outside of their building Whoa. with homemade marshmallows, their chocolate, which of is course. thicker than like a Hershey's as well mm. as being amazing. Um, and they were doing it. And then, and I, I don't, yeah. So we just went and bought a Theo chocolate s'more mm. and then it's right next to this little river, not a river waterway Mm -hmm. um and so then we went and sat and like watched the boats go by and sat in the sun yeah that was that was a good day yeah so um it's not a super big building no it's not so we think chocolate factory it's not this big huge factory feeling building it's pretty small it's like what two stories three stories it's not that tall 
something like that. So yeah, um, that's nice too. Is it's not it doesn't feel like big and industrial. Yeah, that's very true. It's a brick building, so it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, go go there. Go. Now I want to go there again. Well, Let's see, the go. advantage is Cheryl, you don't live that far away. I know. And there's like a cider place that's good next to it and a whiskey place and a sushi place. Oh, man. There's a lot of good wait, things you, wait, right wait, around there. So which are the... Yeah, nope. Just the chocolate place. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a cider place and you mean hard cider and a whiskey yep. place and sushi. Yep. Nope. We've not interested that. in any of those. Thanks, though. <laughs> I'll just have all the chocolate. And the troll. You could take pictures with the Fremont troll yes, under the bridge. could do that yeah. for sure. <laughs> awesome. So all right. there you go. You should all go to Theo's Chocolate. And if you've already been, you should go again. Yep. All right, Ryan. Well, I think you and I, Cheryl, are going to do a joint wish you were here. This yes, week. we are. So we're going to do the Seattle Underground Tour. Yeah, we are. <laughs> which is in Seattle. And um, yes, it is. Yeah. And it's underground. <laughs> uh, it's so cool. And I actually, I went to the Portland Underground Tour. Not nearly as cool. No? Yeah, it's okay. not connected. And this is connected, so it's very cool. Well, yeah, that would be a really long underground tunnel to go all the way from Seattle. To <laughs> no, I mean, within, within the underground areas in Portland, it's not connected. Oh, you have like, to, like, come back up and then go back yep, down and then uh-huh. go up. Oh, I see. So it's just see. like so a, you just, basement it's a basement tour. tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But Seattle's so interesting because the downtown area used to be one story down from where it is now. So mm-hmm. the basements of a lot of buildings were the first floor. Mm-hmm. And so you get to learn all about that. And so it's a fun combo of history um, and then just, like, being in an odd space, which is kind of fun. But I'm going to say, so I grew up in the Seattle area and didn't do the tour until I was an adult. Mm. And I actually had some friends who were in town from Slovenia mm. and we were just like looking for stuff to do. And it was rainy surprise in Seattle. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've never done that. Let's do this. And it was so fun. I, I would say that the, uh, the content of the actual tour on its own is not that interesting. Um, it's mm-hmm. sort of interesting to go underground and to learn a little bit about that, but like I'm not a huge history person, so that part is mm-hmm. not all that exciting to me. That holds maybe five, seven minutes of interest, and then I'm done. <laughs> but the tour guides are amazing uh, and yeah. hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are so funny. They are sarcastic. Yeah, they. I, I, I train them well. Oh my gosh! I feel like for me that's what made it mm-hmm. super entertaining and super worthwhile. I don't yeah. know about you, Cheryl. Well, and I think with history, like just hearing about history is kind of like I don't know, fine. <laughs> yeah. But getting to go see like, oh, people used to live like this, and you know, yeah. like picture yeah. just seeing a historical site. Well, and they have the fun, fun anecdotes, like that the toilets used to become geysers with the way the plumbing worked in, in the old days. And, yeah, I think yeah. my favorite is when they built the road up. Up the above the street, yeah. But the sidewalks were still one story below, so you yeah. had to climb a ladder uh-huh. yeah. to cross the street. And then people, especially if they were drunk, were like dying because uh-huh. they fell off the street onto the sidewalk, <laughs> which was a story yeah. down. Which, yeah, and, and Seattle like, 150 years ago, there's a lot of drunks, yeah. It was like the main yeah. part of the economy, yeah. I mean, I still like Seattle now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. logging economy, Log, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, so um, it's fun. It's, yeah. And like you said, like Seattle's rainy. And so if you're going to go do a tour in Seattle, why not have it be an indoor one? So. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. it's also, it's just, it's a view of the city that you wouldn't get any other. Right. Yeah. Any other way. Like, because it's literally under the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. under the surface. And there are moments where you can, like, look up and there's, like, grading or there's, like, little, like, skylight things and there's, like, people walking up there. And it's just kind of a fun, different perspective and different way of thinking about the city. So Yeah. And then if you have a visitor, it's in the oldest part of the city, too. So you can also just show them what the the cool, like, the masonry and 1890s buildings. Yeah. It's a fun part to walk There's good places to eat. Yeah. Yeah. You're the International District, too, Mm -hmm. which is fun. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, Cheryl, what would you like to do for your wish you were here? All right. So, this one has technically been shared, but this is like a subcategory of it. So, we're going to say it counts. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we are going to say it counts, or you're going to Yeah, we are. <laughs> hmm. So, Ryan, you've shared about the Mopop before, and that's the um, museum, museum of pop culture in yep. Seattle. Downtown Seattle, um, yep. it's, it's, yeah, near the Space Needle and Seattle Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they currently have an exhibit um, going through September, I believe, of 2020. So if you're listening to this before September Oh, of September of 2020. Yes, yes. Oh, so that's so almost a full have, year from now. That's why I thought I should share right away, because I just yeah. went to this. And it's awesome. Um, they have a Minecraft exhibit. Mm. And it's very good. Um, so my little future stepson, um, he just turned six and he's obsessed with Minecraft. And so we wanted to take him on an outing. And it, I think it had like, just opened that weekend. Mm. And so we surprised him with it. And it was really fun because the Mopop, it, like, it's a very weird looking building. And so we walked yes. up to it and I was like, we're going to that building. And he was like, the weird shaped one? And I was like, yep, the weird shaped one. <laughs> and you walk in the lobby and right now they have the Ender Dragon like hanging from the ceiling in the lobby, which is very cool. Wow. But the exhibit itself, it kind of feels like you're in the game. Which is fun. Like, even, Hmm. I mean, they really go with the details where, like, even there's a light on the wall and it's one of the torches from the game. Oh, that's cool. Even like the seating, there's a couple places where there's like a screen and somebody's like talking about the development of Minecraft or different things like that. And the seating are the blocks. And so. I mean, right away, Jack was like pushing around the blocks because he just wanted to play Minecraft then. Um, <laughs> and they have different ones of like the animals in it and you can climb on them. And so kids were like climbing on them and getting a photo with them. Um, they have a creeper that like is a screen where all of a sudden it appears and then it blows up. Um, so oh, that's really cute. Um and they have it's very interactive and it looks it's just so well done like it mm. it jack kept saying he was like i feel like i'm in the game and so mm. <laughs> that was um it was so fun and i just like as an adult who like watches somebody else play it i was like <laughs> super into it <laughs> so yeah i would recommend it it's really fun and then um so you do have to buy like the special exhibit ticket so you have to buy the mopop ticket and then the exhibit ticket right um i think there's a little bit of a discount if you get it online um but i mean then you go to the mopop and like there's a lot of fun stuff there anyway and then it mm-hmm. was it was this exhibit was really good so i would definitely recommend it if you or into Minecraft, or just video games in general. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Mine is local to us here in Seattle. You've probably heard of Pike Place Market before. 
Probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. It's pretty famous tourist location. The original Starbucks is there. The flying fish are there. There's lots of really cool things there. But one of the things that I enjoy there is actually on the second level that's down below, which not everybody knows that you can go downstairs and there are other shops downstairs because most of it's kind of in this sort of big, long, not quite outdoor, but opens to the outdoor kind of hallway almost. But you can actually go down to a second level that goes underneath it. And there's a little shop in there called the Market Magic Shop. Have you ever been there, Cheryl? I think so. Probably a long time ago, though. Yeah, it's super fun. It's a little tiny shop and they sell magic tricks and other similar like gag gifts and those sorts of things. And it's just super fun. Oftentimes, one of the people who works there will do some of their magic tricks that they sell and they'll show you, I mean, not necessarily how to do it, but they'll do the trick for you and things. And it's just a fun little kind of old time feel shop. They also do have a website. So since things are not open, at least right now when we're recording and I'm guessing they probably won't be open when this (laughs) comes out either, they, you can buy some stuff from them online. So if you're wanting to support, you know, some small business and do some of that sort of stuff. That's a really cool shop that is both cool ambiance if you have a chance to go there, but then also if you wanted to buy some cool magic stuff or old school like Harry Houdini posters and things like that, you can get some of that stuff there. Cute. Yeah, it's super That's fun. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. We would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Tim We Podcast. That's at T-M-W-Y for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at TimWePodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what are your wish you were here for this location. We would love to hear that. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or if it's easier to remember, 406-POD-TIMWE. We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about this episode on your social media. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That's all we have for this episode. So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights Guided only by the lights above And la 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 All the world is out there waiting too